The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jess Navarez, joined here at the Star in Frisco with Aisha Morrison. Our girl Haley Sutton is out in Oxnard, California, where the Dallas Cowboys have put on the pads. We are officially wrapped up of two days of pad practices in Oxnard, so we have plenty to talk about. Good morning, ladies. How are we feeling, first of all? It, does it feel more like a Monday to you guys than a Wednesday? It might. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Haley, how are you feeling over there, girl? <laughs> Good morning. You know, um, we've, we've talked about uh, not being morning people on this show, and yeah. I'm not sure why we keep deciding to make these <laughs> early morning shows because it's 8 a.m. on this side. Uh, but listen, I can't complain. The weather is nice out here. I actually wish I had a hoodie because it's a little bit chilly oh. uh, in the shade. So. We're doing good. You're you know, got my I coffee wish... today. I'm ready to ready to talk ball. Ooh, I love that. You need that coffee. We love it. I hope your coffee is strong and your pillow stays cold. Like that's what I wish you guys all the best always. But uh, you know, I wish my daily affirmations. <laughs> I'm so glad, but I wish we could say it was cold over here. Uh, you're not missing anything here in uh, Frisco. It is hot as soon as you wake up. I mean, there's just no way around it. You mm -hmm. walk outside and it feels like you're walking on the sun. So. Uh, I'm glad you're getting some, some nice R&R &R in the colder California breeze there. But like we mentioned earlier, Cowboys back in pads, and that really is the start of training camp when you look at it because you really get to see the potential that these guys have at Full Force, given some are in a ramp-up right now. And Mike McCarthy even said the whole team's in a ramp-up right now as well. But let's start on the offensive side of the ball because we have a lot to talk about. So let's start with Dak Prescott, the man of the hour yesterday, Oh my goodness, Haley, I'm going to throw to you and then we're going to come back over here because there was so much going on. Dak Prescott looking like he is firing at all cylinders. It looks like knowing the why has really helped this team really in the offseason. So what did you notice from Dak Prescott and how did he look in person, even compared to the videos that we saw online that looked pretty dang good? Yeah, I think Dak, this West Coast offense is really voting well for him uh, but it's not just Dak like the reason why Dak is looking good is because his receivers mm. are, are looking better uh, and it's easy when you're throwing to guys like Brandon Cooks and you're throwing to guys like CeeDee Lamb uh, even Michael Gallup had a tremendous afternoon I, had, I got one-handed catch in the opposite end zone uh, so I think that Dak is thriving because he has uh, these guys that are looking really well and additionally something that we didn't have last year was the relationship with some of those younger guys so now you're starting to to see uh, Jalen Tolbert come into his own. You're starting to see, um, you know, some of these other guys jump in the mix. Jalen Brooks, uh, all three of the Jalens, actually, <laughs> uh, Jalen Cropper as well. And so you're starting to see uh, that competition heat up, and, and now all of a sudden Dak's looking a little more sharp because his weapons and everybody are all on the right page. So uh, I think he's really locked in. There's still some things to fine-tune a little bit. Um, again, speaking with Isaiah Stanback, uh, just kind of understanding the quarterback position a little bit better. Uh, it looks like he's still kind of working on some of his accuracy in terms of where he's leading the ball as opposed to, you know, throwing to the back shoulder as opposed to the front shoulder or vice versa. Um, so it's still early, but uh, he definitely is looking really good. Yeah, and to your point, Haley, about the wide receivers, this time last year, 
it was not like this. Like, we were watching training camp, and there were quite a few times that we were thinking to ourselves, like, this is this wide receiver core is we were unsure about it. So when you look at Dak right now, he looks smooth. He's going through his progressions well. And you mentioned his accuracy. That's obviously something he can continue to work on. But um, I felt like when his legs were also necessary Oof. that he used them um, behind this offensive line and his escapability is, is is high level right now as well. So I do think that he does look comfortable in the system. And one thing that you do notice is that the tempo, it's one, two, three the ball is out and if the check down is there he'll take it if it's not there he's using his legs to escape and I think that's something that we wanted to see last year so I'm very looking very much looking forward to them continue to build upon that and Aisha something I wanted to ask you because this is now deemed the Texas Coast offense but for people that might not know because we like to teach people something on this podcast if they don't know what exactly is the West Coast offense and how is this making it more quarterback friendly for Dak Prescott like we've heard from Mike McCarthy and really Brian Schott Hello, I just mixed up his name. Um, he mentions that it's a more quarterback-friendly scheme. How does the West Coast offense become more quarterback-friendly for somebody like Dak Prescott? Well, with the West Coast, with the West Coast offense, there's a lot of simplicity in it. If you have playmakers like Haley said when she talked about the wide receivers, it allows guys to get in space. It's very there's a lot of horizontal stuff going on, so you're seeing more crossing routes, even pick plays, things like that to get guys in space and get them available. It's a methodical system. It's very methodical in how it's run and what it likes. <laughs> and what it what the plan is to do is to to get the running backs involved, to do a lot of the intermediate work. But when they hit you in the seams, or when they hit those take those deep shots, we saw from Brandon Cooks and some of those guys when they do those things, it really hits defenses in the mouth. So I'm looking at how the offense is starting to build upon being systematic and having that flow and staying in a rhythm. And it really allows a lot of these guys to play free because there's not a lot of complications with how the offense is being run. It's a lot of a few little wrinkles, but for the most part, it's consistent with get your guys in space, let them be the playmaker. It's going to make things so much easier for your quarterback to play free and to not have to be the decision maker in every play. Oh, Aisha Morrison, our X's and O's girly here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. You know, something that I really noticed, and I'm so glad that this was talked about on the interview that he did with the fan, is CeeDee Lamb is officially your wide receiver one. Welcome to the CeeDee Lamb era because he is in this wide receiver one mindset now and he talked about it on the fan saying it is a mindset you have to get into you have to be used to guys touching you more being a little bit more aggressive you know getting those little pushes when they're walking off the field just those little nuances that come with being wide receiver one you get double triple coverage sometimes and that's all part of the adjustment period that he talked about he was in the middle of last season at the beginning of the season after Dak's thumb injury and Cooper Rush was in. So he talked about kind of his adjustments and and how difficult it was to do that adjustment without Dak Prescott in the mix and in the pocket uh, during those weeks and then getting Dak back in is really where he found his confidence. And so now I love his mindset. He said, I just love to play this game. And I went back to that mindset and it really boils down to going back to the basics, right? It's it's one of those things that I think is boding very well for CD, and you're seeing a new CD Lamb. You're seeing the refined version. You're seeing just the best of CD Lamb. And then Brandon Cooks, Haley, I'm so glad you brought him up because <laughs> man can be fast. Dude. And even CD in his interview on the fan talked about, uh, they asked him, do you ever get those moments where you're on the side and you watch your teammates, you know, just, just being fast? And he was talking about 
Terp at this point. He was talking about Cavante. He was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's that's how I felt watching Brandon Cooks is when you're on the side and you're actually watching him at full force, it's like, whoa, yeah. is that a rocket or is that a man? I, I can't tell. Yeah. Um, and then just the camaraderie version of it. Uh, he also talked about... Um, he was asked about Dak's interceptions, and what I really appreciate out of CeeDee Lamb is he took responsibility in saying, look, if you go back and you watch these play by play by play, it was on us too. Mm -hmm. So taking the responsibility and them having that uh, open conversation is nice as well. But I mentioned a name, Kevante Turpin. <laughs> welcome back. Haley, what has Kevante looked like out in camp? Because I'm just so mad that we're not there to see it because it looks like it's just a phenomenal start to camp for him. Yeah, well, first of all, happy birthday, Kevante Turpin. I'm not sure how old he's turning, but today is oh, his wonderful. birthday. So in addition to celebrating the birth of his second daughter, he's now celebrating a birthday. So it's been a fantastic <laughs> camp just on the personal front for okay. Kevante Turpin. He's but 27, uh, I'm if not anybody's going to wondering. lie. 27. 27. 27. Love that. Younger um, than I'm me. not going Love to that. lie. I was... Um, I was a little bit nervous for Kevante Turpin coming into uh, this year's camp. I thought that that wide receiver four spot was going to be so competitive, especially when you look at what Jalen Tolbert has done over the offseason. Um, and then you have some of these other wide receivers uh, who were drafted, brought in as undrafted free agents, all of that good stuff. So um, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous for Kevante because his size doesn't bode well from him. And uh, last year he kind of proved to be the return guy, and that's what he focused on. That's what his specialty was. Um, but I have to say he has been so so incredibly sharp in terms of his route running and it's not just the routes that are have been impressive excuse me every time Cavante has an opportunity to be on the field he is making a play no matter what whether it's dragging a defender away to create space for somebody else and quite frankly 50% of the passes that he has been targeted at that I have on video he has made a diving catch mm -hmm. to secure the ball so not only are you seeing the crispness in terms of running a route getting open getting into space creating that separation but now you're seeing the second layer of that which is how far are you going to go to make a play and in all reality, that's what these guys are looking for when they're trying to shore up that wide receiver room is all of these guys are talented. Who's going to be the one who's going to take the top off and take that next step and make the play? And right now for me, it's been Kevante Turpin and it's definitely been Jalen Tolbert. And it's my sleeper that we're going to talk about later in the show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Kevante looks very good. Good tease there. Good Little tease. teaser there for y'all. I was going to say, you're, you're teasing already. And you know what, guys? Just so you know, you have to stay tuned because that's not going to be until the very end. So... There you go. Uh, Aisha, what have you seen from Cavante? And he's somebody that we talked to a lot last year, which was, you know, for all three of us, really cool to get to know him and talk to him because we were all in our rookie seasons, right? So having that connection with those rookies last year was something really cool that we all really bonded over. But what have you seen from Cavante? And that second year jump, there's so much pressure put around it. Is he taking that jump or he, is he like taking a rocket to take that jump? I oh, mean, really? Oh, yeah. He seems so sure of himself and his in his route running to Haley's point. He looks sharp. And also, too, I, I can't get over how natural he looks like as a wide receiver and yeah. coming in there and being. And to your point, um, Haley mentioned, you know, like that's what these guys are looking for. The diving catches, the effort. But also, too, we know one thing about Dak Prescott is that he if you're reliable, he's going to lean upon you. And when we were talking about this West Coast yeah. offense, I think Kevontae Tur Tur Turpin could be a big part of it because guys get 
gets they get passes and swing passes and screens and things out of the backfield and he's just showing himself as an available available guy a reliable guy his hands have been sure and I'm I'm super impressed with how he's taken a jump and just how natural and fluid he looks at the wide receiver position because even in minicamp I would argue it wasn't even this crisp so for him to really come back from having a child being off for that week and hit the ground running is good for this offense it's good for everybody around it also shows you how ready he was for this mm, he's today, pumped right? <laughs> he looks rejuvenated he looks like the Cavante Turpin that we were all hoping to see it's just so interesting, though, to see his progression and how much this offseason could really help him just rejuvenate his body in the sense that this man was playing two years straight of football. Yeah. I mean, no break. We talked about that last year, and he even talked about it. At the end of the season, one of the last conversations that I had with him, you know, before everything kind of went on a hiatus, he was just like, I'm going to take this time to take care of my body because I need it. And for a guy to be that aware of what his body needs, that tells me you're in, in it for the long haul to have a long-term career taking care of your body again something that we hear echoed non-stop about what Brandon Cooks comes and brings to the room as well so Cavante I want to just real quick yeah real quick Jess I wanted to show you guys the video of what I'm talking about this is on my Twitter all right but this is uh this is the type of plays that I'm talking about with Cavante Turpin look at this oh Cavante yeah oh man I could watch that all day like inject that in my veins please (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's just it's been interesting to see how he's been able. I'm looking at this actually on the live stream. It actually looks pretty good. Um, but it's just been interesting to see, you know, how these guys are able to, you know, create value for themselves. We hear Mike McCarthy say that all the time. How are these guys going to create value for themselves so that they can be successful for the team? And like I said earlier, you're, you're seeing him making these dive into effort plays. You're seeing him kind of separate himself and and be a talking point. And to be honest, there's two guys that. You know, besides the big three that the fans are enjoying seeing, it's Cavante Turpin and Deuce Vaughn. So, yep. not only is he, you know, competing for the spot in that room, but he's also making Cowboys Nation really excited. So it's been good. And you know he's what? Been good. You know what I really enjoyed about Cavante last season was you have a solid punt returner. And if you go back and you try to think of the last time you felt secure with a punt returner, really in the sense that. You know he can get to the 50. Basically, anytime he gets the ball, it's just a matter of the blocking abilities that special teams has. I really can't recall a time where you saw a punt returner this rejuvenated just in the in the time that I started watching football, probably since Jesse Hawley. I think that was the last time that I remember being like, this is a solid guy that can go in there and he's fast and he can make sure that, you know what, special teams taking care of. And so I think when you have somebody like Kevontae Turpin that's taking care of you on the special team side and then you now have an offensive weapon, again, that word versatility that we've heard really echoing and echoing in this Mike McCarthy era. Um, is so special. And so somebody like Cavante, I'm, I'm really rooting for because he's a guy that you even talk to off the field, you want him to win. Mm-hmm. He wants it. Uh, CD said he was too explosive to keep off of the field. And then uh, it, I believe it was during OTAs or minicamp at some point, Dak was like, give me Cavante all day, every day. He's fast, right? And he is very fast. So seeing rejuvenated is great. But We're going to go ahead and take our first break because Haley touched on Deuce Vaughn and we're going to get into that running back competition a little bit, talking on Ronald Jones, what we heard from Mike McCarthy and Rojo about what uh, the situation is there. We're talking about that running back competition and 
Who has been a shocker for us so far in camp? We'll find out all of that and more coming up after this break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one -on -one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. Your past, present, and future football watchers. You know why we're here. The football season is back! Woo! And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. That's what I like. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Talk to Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Jess Navarre is Aisha Morrison, Haley Sutton. We are talking about our nails right now, so just excuse <laughs> us. However, first we are going to go into uh, the fan of the year, and then we're going to talk some O-line versus D-line and the running back competition. But do you eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboys football? Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named the 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan and win exclusive prizes plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself or another person today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. I think I know a couple people that would be good fits for that. Mm -hmm. I might have to go nominate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know a couple people. We'll, we'll figure it out. But let's get right into it. Uh, Haley, we were talking about uh, the running back room, and you, you mentioned Deuce Vaughn, who has easily just become a fan favorite since day one. I mean, who's not rooting for Deuce Vaughn at this point? Um, but 
we did see that Ronald Jones did come up with a two-game regular season suspension. I want to defer to you because you're on ground. You not only got to hear from Mike McCarthy, he also spoke about this as well. What are you hearing from really all cylinders of the situation? How is it panning out and what are they saying? Yeah, well, it was the first thing that Mike McCarthy addressed yesterday in the press conference, and we knew it would be the first question that was asked in terms of, you know, do they move past Ronald Jones? Do they cut him because they already have a solid running back competition with or without him? Um, and Mike McCarthy, he didn't say yes or no necessarily, but he said they were aware of the situation. They understood what was going on and that they're going to support him through it and work through it how they need to. Um, and that's really all you can do in a situation like this, especially when you hear the player's side. Uh, and I want to read Ronald Jones' quote so that um, – we know we get the information correct, but when he spoke to us yesterday after practice, he said, quote, I just want to clear my name. Everybody wants to say I'm on steroids, and clearly I'm not. I'm one of the skinniest dudes on this team and in the league. And then he went on to say that the medication that uh, – popped on his test he said it's something I've been prescribed over the course of my career it wasn't a steroid or anything to enhance my game it was medicine prescribed by a doctor that I wasn't aware of the test came back and I'm responsible for what I put in my body I just got to make sure it's not going to happen again so uh, the medicine was a heart stimulant that it was prescribed to him um, but you hate that for Ronald Jones especially when um, you know you see the journey that he's had in his career uh, he's got experience he's got two Super Bowls but uh, you know the expectations of being I believe a second round draft pick and uh, you know not necessarily getting the productivity and getting what you want you know out of your career it's been tough for him and then you know to come into this room and kind of know that for on paper you're the second running back or whatever it is during this competition where you're trying to make a team and then all of a sudden this blow comes out. So I really feel for Rojo, and I think that um, I hope that this is resolved. I know he's mentioned that he tried to get it appealed, but uh, hadn't, didn't make it any further on that. But um, yeah, it's tough, and I feel for him. I feel for the emotional side of the game because, like I mentioned, he's dealing with all of these things, and now he's hit with this. But it sounds like they're going to be understanding. They're going to work through it. He's still out here practicing. He's still got a great attitude. So uh, it's something to watch and keep an eye on, but definitely frustrating for him. Oh, yeah, and when you talk about the frustration that comes with it, it, it has to be hard being in this league and having to be so – anal to an extent on what you put into your body and what you don't put in your body. I mean, I heard people talking about it yesterday and just like how you have to make sure you're double, triple checking almost every single thing that you put in your body. Well, these gentlemen do. And so it is disappointing, you know, for him to be trying to take care of his health and then something like this happen. Now, in regard to the running back room, I, I for him it, with this competition, for him to continue to be able to practice this stuff is going to be important, not only for this room, you know, but that has a lot of uncertainty if we're being honest about it. I mean, Malik Davis took a lot of the reps um, yesterday, but I really, um, I hear Mike McCarthy talk about just kind of how they're going to handle it and things like that. There was, sounded like there was some understanding from the coaching side on the Cowboys side, and maybe because of the nature of it, that had something to do with why they were supportive of what he has going on. I also think just the amount of empathy within the situation True. that was heard from Mike McCarthy is so important to note because as a head coach, especially of this team, right, there's so many extra pressures from the outside to run the team a certain way. And Mike McCarthy really has never adhered to that. He's only come in to coach how he coaches. And a lot of that, and we've talked about this on the podcast, is 
you know, how he really puts mental health as a priority when it comes to these guys. So he's not looking at it from a, oh, you're going to miss two games if you make this final 53. How dare you? No, it's more of a, hey, let's keep this an open conversation. And all the guys have come out to say Mike McCarthy is one of those guys that it's a constant conversation with him, checking in with them. And I see this being no different. I see this being an open conversation with Mike McCarthy. And I would not be surprised if the first words out of Mike McCarthy's mouth were, well, how are you doing? I mean, really, it's the amount of empathy within this situation. I think everybody could learn a lot from uh, before posting things on Twitter specifically. Uh, we know how that goes sometimes. But uh, you talked about the running back room, and kind of, you know, the competition within it. Another guy that I was happy to see get his kudos within it was Rico Dowdle. Yeah. Because he's a guy that he cannot catch a break. And I mean, you every offseason, it's one of those things where you look at him, you're like, Rico's ready to go, and then injury, right? So he's just had a very unfortunate career uh, in that sense. But what I liked about Rico is when I talked to him in the offseason, he said he's walking into this specific camp knowing that there's an opportunity that hasn't been there before for him, which is that hole without Zeke. And so I'm bringing this up because naturally I knew that when – this entire thing came down with Rojo. The first thing people were going to point to was Zeke. And, well, Rojo's technically the, the second veteran in the room, right? So behind Tony Pollard. So what does that mean? Does that mean Zeke? Does that not mean Zeke? And, you know, I, I really think that where this running back room is now, you can make do without having, you know, that veteran, even if it is just for two games without Rojo, if that's the d direction they decide to go. But um, what do you guys think about the entire... I, I hate to just keep beating this dead horse of Zeke, but do you feel like at this point, because Jerry Jones went on the fan to talk about, well, we're reading the tea leaves, we never really closed that door yet, do you feel like that's still a viable option? I mean, talking just from a football standpoint, is that a viable option at this point, or do you just go with the competition that's ready in the room? Haley, I'll go to you, and then we'll go back to Aisha. Yeah, I think they're focused on the guys that they have currently in the room, and it's no disrespect or shade to Zeke, but uh, we all know that Jerry Jones likes to say things that keeps the Dallas Cowboys in the mouths of everybody, and that's why he's a successful business owner. Um, so that's not to say that they're not considering Zeke. They may or they may not, but the reality is Zeke Elliott will not be on this practice field in an hour for the mock, or whatever the time is for their mock game. Uh, the guys who are competing for that second spot will be, and that's what Mike McCarthy is focused on. He even said it yesterday. They all have to understand their roles. They know what they're working through. Uh, and they all know what the competition is. And even with Tony Pollard, um, he's still in that ramp-up phase. So right. while he has been a part of the offense going through things, he's not 100% just yet. Um, and so I don't think that they're focused on bringing in another veteran guy because if they were, they would call Dalvin Cook and say, hey, Dalvin, we'd like to offer you a contract. Do you want to be a Dallas Cowboy? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that the focus is on the guys in the room. Malik Davis has had a tremendous camp. Uh, Rico, you mentioned Rico Dowdle. He's yep. had a great camp as well. Deuce Vaughn right. has had a magnificent camp. The fans have dubbed Deuce Vaughn the people's choice. Every yep. time he gets the ball, the fans are like, Deuce, the people's choice, oh Deuce. My God. Uh, so in terms of having that veteran experience, that's not this team. This team is not veteran heavy. They are very vocal about saying that the younger guys are going to have to step up. So again, this is just a perfect opportunity for somebody else to slide in and to continue to make a name for themselves as well. We can't talk about Zeke because he's not here. And that mix of veteran and younger talent just blending together very beautifully on this team is, is I think, working to their advantage. 
Aisha, I'm going to go to you because here's the thing. If you want to have a successful run game, what do you have to have in front of that? Oh, the offensive the line. offensive line, and we got to see the O-line versus the D-line and pads, and wow. Uh, there are some uh, big guys. We'll, we'll say it like that. There are some big guys taking out some other big guys. I'm glad that is not my job. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad I don't have to do that every day. That looks just terrifying to have Mozzie Smith coming at you. I, I'm good. Um, but what did you notice from some of the notes that you took and, and some of the things that you got to see? How is this D-line holding up, or excuse me, how's the O-line holding up against the D-line, which we know is on an elite level at this point, and it is it is barely week one with pads. What are some notes you got? Baby, they're doing what they can. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing what they can do. They're doing all they can do. Um, this this Cowboys defensive line is so fast, so athletic, so vicious. It's unfair. It's, it it's is. Unfair. It truly yeah. is unfair. And the thing about the Cowboys defensive line is that you don't get a break. So, like, when, when they're subbing out guys like Tank or they're subbing out Micah and they having some of these younger guys go in there, you're not getting to catch your breath even as an offensive lineman because the depth on that defensive line is so stout. Um, this offensive line is really getting tested in these practices. I know yesterday they really struggled to run the ball consistently. And there's gonna there's been days where the offensive line is one and there's been days where the defensive line is one. And it's you talk about the iron sharpened iron, I think that it's going to make competition better between them but specifically the right side is definitely going to have to find some cohesion obviously Terrence is Terrence is being subbed out and things like that so that plays a big factor but then the improvement that really needs to be made is on that right side of the ball because I think Dan Quinn was just putting and Fowler, I mean, they were literally just rotating guys on that side. And so um, with this defensive line, this offensive line is going to get a lot of reps in practice to get better because they're going against one of the best, some of the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, Haley, I'm going to defer to you because there are some injuries that have come up. You were talking about some younger guys that they were subbing in. Yes. Sam Williams, one of them, also a guy that came up uh, with some shoulder issues there. Um, Haley, go give us a rundown of kind of the injury updates you're seeing at camp right now. What's the latest you've heard on them going into this mock game situation today? Yeah, well, I can tell you we probably won't see Sam Williams for the rest of the week. Uh, he injured his shoulder uh, on Monday, tried to get back into some individual drills yesterday, and it just simply was not happening. So uh, I would not be surprised if we don't see Sam Williams this week. Um, that's not to say that we won't see him again at camp, uh, but definitely I would imagine that he will be working exclusively with Britt Brown, um, at least for the rest of this week. Dorrance Armstrong also has a lower leg injury um, that he's dealing with. He um, we, did, we don't get an update from Mike McCarthy today, but yesterday Mike told us that he would be continuing to work through his uh, rehabilitation with uh, Britt Brown. So um, those are two of the biggest blows, I would say, obviously. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is a full go. He had a tremendous practice yesterday. Mm -hmm. He got a little chippy uh, with some of <laughs> Dak that. and some of the wide receivers out there. He was talking his ish over there. <laughs> talk. Um, talk that talk. So it's it. good to see Trayvon. <laughs> It's good to see Trayvon back uh, in the groove of things. It sounds like that toe injury was pretty precautionary. Um, Donovan Wilson, we still really haven't had an update on. I did see him yesterday at practice. He was obviously in street clothes, so he's not practicing, um, but it seems like he's in good spirits. So. Um, and then Simi Fahoko also told me in passing, because he did not practice yesterday, uh, he has a quad contusion. Um, he said that Leighton Van Der Esch hit him a little too hard and uh, that it, kind of set him back a little bit yeah. but it's nothing again it's just precautionary yeah. um, especially given the 
number of wide receivers that they have. So uh, I think he'll be back to practicing either today uh, or on Thursday. Um, but I will say about this defensive line, because Aisha, you talked about the offensive line um, and, and the defensive line never giving them any rest. Uh, Mike McCarthy was asked yesterday, uh, is this when was the last time you had defensive line depth like this? And Mike literally said, I, I can't recall. <laughs> yeah. I can't recall. And so Honestly, it's just uh, he has just such a wealth of riches uh, on that defensive line. Uh, it's almost unfair to the players because they're competing for these spots and it's so competitive. So, uh, yeah, I, it, it's nasty. <laughs> well, and real quick before we end this block, who do you think is really stepping up from what both of you have seen in the absence, you know, in getting these reps that you might not be able to get if your starters are healthy and they're in the game. So who are you seeing younger guys to keep an eye out for in camp right now? Hey, are you asking? Yeah, that's oh, the girl. That was oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I um, should have done think... a better job with that. That was me too. <laughs> I'm all, no, it's okay. It's all good. Um, I was just enjoying the vibes. Um, I think that Neville Dalmore's had a good camp. Um, I think he's somebody who we haven't really spent a lot of time talking about, but he's done a really good job, and I think he kind of knows that this is a make-or-break season for him. Um, so I like what I'm seeing out of Neville Gallimore, um, and I know we're talking defensive line, but Wanye Thomas has also had a really, really, really great camp. Um, he's also gotten a little chippy. Uh, him and I, uh, one of the offensive linemen, I wasn't able to see the number, but they kind of got into a little tiff the other day um so you again it's just that competitive spirit that they have but uh there's a lot of young guys i could probably go through that entire defensive line and say every single one of them is really stepping up what that aisha what are who are some guys that you've made note of on the defensive side or offensive side Does we can go both sure doesn't matter um eric scott oh like he is oh he is showing me like i'm here jalen brooks those gentlemen i doing the draft show i didn't like I know the guys on the draft show, we were all not out of it when their names were called during the draft, but I could honestly say I had not gotten the chance to study Eric Scott Jr. And so I was late to the party, and now I'm paying for it because the gentleman is out there making plays. I mean, some of the some of the plays he's making on the ball, the PBUs, how active he is, he's able to stay stride for stride with some of these receivers. I've just been thoroughly impressed with how he looks, and he seems like he's going to be a good addition to this defense I really want to know who was scouting because baby we all missed it all of us everyone on the draft show we were all like how did we miss this guy and even now it's still like how the heck did we miss this guy oh I love that Haley you mentioned Neville Gallimore and that leads me to our next segment we're gonna give you Gallimore and our next segment we are talking all about who is our surprise player of this camp so far I had to do it uh, we'll be right back this is girls talk boys talk presented by Jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys at Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, you know why we're here. The football season is back! Woo! And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. 
Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi, made for football watching. That's what I like. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with the bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-326. 6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to mybariatricsolutions.com. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk about our surprise players so far in camp, but first, let's talk about camp because Dallas Cowboys training camp 2023 is here, brought to you by American Airlines. Watch the team practice on select dates through August 15th in sunny Oxnard, California. Admission is free. For more information, you can visit dallascowboys.com slash training camp. Always recommend going to camp. Oh my goodness, it is, this is my draft time guys camp is probably my favorite time uh you got you get to see the stars starting to emerge so that leads to our last question Haley who has been the biggest surprise at camp for you and who is your training camp pet cat for the time being I'm going to defer to you Aisha I'm going to have you stew on this one and think we're going to go around my pet cat is none other than seventh round draft pick Jalen Brooks because when I tell y'all my man has all the ingredients to be a stud wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys and I've been saying this since we drafted him I uh, mm-hmm. had a side yeah. conversation with him at rookie minicamp uh, and just hearing his mentality seeing all of the different steps he's been to he's never really stayed at a place in college for very long he bounced around but um Jalen is a stud, and I think he's in this phase right now where he's still growing into his body. He's tall, he's lean, he's quick, and he's athletic. But he's kind of, the way I've described him is he's kind of like a baby pony right now where he's he's everywhere and he's excited and he's getting in the mix and he's got all the stuff. But now we have to kind of refine. Are you laughing at me? Uh, yes, yeah, well, he is. He's, he's still... He's still coming into his body. It's not an insult. He's still no, coming into his body a little bit. He's still developing. He's still, you know, growing into that. Yeah. But yeah. I use that analogy because in a year, it's going to be nuts to see the growth that this kid has had. And quite frankly, a lot It'll of these the dark balls that Dak is chucking up to, they're not just going to CeeDee Lamb. They're not just going to Brandon Cooks. They're also going to Jalen Brooks. And he's yeah. making the catches. He's making defenders have to cover him. Uh, so you hear to hear first. Jalen Brooks is my dude. 
and he's going to turn some heads this season. To be fair, you even said that in one of our past episodes. Yes. So if people want to go dig that up, there's receipts. So Haley has been on this Jalen Brooks I am president of the Jalen Brooks fan club. There you go. President. I thought you were, you were like riding the train, so I was going to go choo-choo, but never mind. You can be president, too. That's fine. Aisha, girl, <laughs> who is your pet cat for this uh, training camp? Or, or your your pony, mm. if, if we're switching it up. You know, it's new here. We need a new animal reference. <laughs> Maybe it's our, our little ponies of the training camp. I will say that when I watch Deuce Vaughn's tape, this is, Michael's done this to us. Michael has us all labeling these men with animal references, but no, I, um, I look, when I was watching this Vaughn, I just want to say really quickly, uh, he looks like a hare in space. Mm-hmm. Like, not a rabbit, a hare, because there's levels to this stuff. So, if you get time, just go see a hare and how how much they can, how quickly they can change direction and how fast they are and how they accelerate. I'm so glad you clarified the animal of a hare and not, like, a piece of hair, because I was really confused there for a second. Wow. But, He's your hair. Yeah. He's your hair of the camp. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. But as far as my pet cat, um, my pet cat is Hunter Lippy. I think he is so big, so physical. If you go watch his tape, he has a, a nastiness to him in the run game and pass blocking. But also, too, this guy has some, he has the fullback, you know, stuff. But he can also be a running back. And in addition to that, he can do tight end-esque things as well. So I'm, that's my pet cat. That's who I'm looking at. But the player that surprised me in camp so far is Nishan Wright. Oh, Nishan yeah. Wright oh, yeah. has Say come that. out and taken advantage of every single snap that he has gotten when, while Trayvon Diggs was out there, while was out with the toe. And I've just been so impressed with his improvement and flipping his hips and being active. I, and this, you know, to your point, hey, we were talking about the wide receivers earlier. These are some speedy guys. And most of the time with guys like Nashawn that are tall and kind of lanky, they struggle with that. He's held his own. And he really has surprised me in how much he's stepped up his game in this uh, camp this year. So that's my guy that I've really been paying attention to. What animal are you designating him now? Huh? So we have a pony, a hare. What is Nashawn right to you? A barnacles. I'm going to have to think about it. I would say... I, I would say he's a gazelle. Yeah, I was going to say that's fair. light and up in the air. That's, that's fair. I love that. Okay, so we have a gazelle. Um, I'm going to need help figuring out an animal, but who has surprised me the most this camp? Sean McEwen. Honestly, straight up, he has had probably one of the best camps um, from anybody on this team because let's, let's talk about that for a second. He's so underrated in what he can contribute to this tight end room because everybody so has been focused on Jake Ferguson stepping into that one role now, you know, without Dalton Schultz and then Peyton Hendershot also taking that second year lead, but then you were left with Sean McEwen, who was kind of like left out of the situation and uh, you didn't really pay attention to, and now he's making that name for himself to say, no, look, pay attention to me because I am part of this tight end room and I am showing you why. He's a quarterback-friendly tight end. Whether it's Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, Will Greer, in the pocket, he's going to make sure he's the clutch guy for them. He's good with his yak abilities, he has speed, he has length, and what I love about Sean McHugh is his, his uh, awareness on the sidelines is very, very good from what I've seen in this camp. So Sean McEwen is my head cat for training camp only because, again, there were no really expectations for him, but he went out and he said, you're going to look at me and you're going to appreciate the work I do. So anytime a guy can go and make a name for himself, count me in. Obviously, Jalen Tolbert, another one that we've just been talking about, talking about nonstop, and for right, the right reasons, Jalen has picked himself up 
and you're seeing a product of all of this hard work come to light and I appreciate the heck out of somebody with that kind of work ethic that is making sure they're noticed. So there you go. I don't know what Sean could be though. I don't know what kind of animal. Uh, he could be, I don't know, like a bear maybe? Well, he's a blocking, he's a, he's a good blocking tight end. He's involved yeah. on special teams and stuff. So. And he's very tall, so I feel like a bear. It's giving me bear vibes. Oh, God. So we could do, we have a hare, we have a bear, and we have a pony in our pet cats for the segment. <laughs> Ladies. Sounds like a fire album. <laughs> hair, oh, a pony, a and a, a bear. bear. It's a fire album. A hair, a bear, and a pony. That's so far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might have to talk with names. Haley, if you see them out there, let them know. We, we talked our talk, and they officially have new animal names uh, for the zoo of the Dallas Cowboys Boston that they are working to be on. So, you go let them know for us. In the meantime, that's all the time we have, guys. This went by so incredibly quick as it yeah. always does. But, good news, we will be back here on Friday morning, same time, same places, of course. So, make sure to tune back in. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Haley, please make sure to drink that coffee. Give us all the great content you've been giving us, and we are going to be on the lookout for your Twitter posts today, as they have just been absolutely fire uh, since this camp started. So thank you for all of your hard work out there in Oxnard being boots on ground and just doing the incredible work that you do. Aisha, our X's and O's girls, thank you so, so much for taking all the notes and making us smarter and every time we come on the podcast. So for Haley, Jess, and Aisha, this is us saying goodbye. We'll see you on Friday for more Girls Talk. been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?